your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solo. All right, welcome to what day is it, Ken? Do you know what day it is yet? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, a, I think it's Tuesday. It's a Wednesday, I think. It's a Wednesday. Okay. Let me look. Yeah, Wednesday, Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom in the studio with me is my dad, Rod Solom, and Ken Rupp, the cruise director at the of the LST three twenty five, which is if you haven't figured out, is parked in Riverside Parked. Is that what we do? We park a ship, Ken? I dock a ship. You dock a ship. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, we. It's docked in Riverside Park. This three hundred and twenty-five. Oh no, how three twenty-eight? Three twenty-eight. Doing I, good. I knew it wasn't the same as the ship number, but I was like, it's just a little off. Uh, three hundred twenty-eight foot boat ship uh, from World War II. It's a World War II era ship, uh, and yeah, Ken's gonna hang out with us and tell us about it. it Tours start tomorrow at nine a.m. Are you ready for that? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not sure. Ken's been going. Ken's been running tours with uh, uh, folks like me and and other uh, just other groups uh, throughout the city. I think you ran the police, police, fire, uh, parks and rec, park and rec uh, the explorer lacrosse, the Boy Scouts that are handling the parking. There's quite a production going on to accommodate the people that are we are expecting to see this weekend. What what is the best reaction? Is it the kids that come through there, or is it somebody like my dad, who's a you know a, a Navy veteran? What kind of rea- like what's the best reaction you get when you have somebody in to that ship? There are all different scales. It's hard to actually classify one at the best. You won't offend anyone. I'm well, sure. I'm not. I'm not trying to, <laughs> and I'm not even trying to evade the question. The kids usually want to know about the guns. Yeah. Do they shoot? That's the first question from the kids, and then you get the older adults. And they'll tell you the story. And that's what really kind of grabs me is those stories about, hey, my grandfather, my father did this on a ship, did that on a ship. They bring in pictures of the ships and those stories that are really, they really yank at the heartstrings sometimes. Well, and you do you just want to give a little summation of what people could expect when they come down to the park tomorrow or, or through Monday, right? You're doing tours through 5 p.m. Monday? That's correct. All we right. will be in Riverside Park up until 5. Well, we'll be there a little longer. We're going to close the gate at 5 o'clock on Monday. Mm-hmm. Anybody on the ship at 5 o'clock gets to see the ship. And then when everyone's off the ship, we're going to pull up the gangways and untie the ropes, and we're going to go down the river. We run 24-7, night and day, so we'll be sleeping while the captain's working, so to and, speak. And your home base is in Evansville, Indiana. Evansville, and took, Indiana, and that's correct. Seven, seven days to get here, Six huh? and a half, but Six yeah, and a half. yeah it's, it's just about a full week. We left on Wednesday, got here on Tuesday, so it was, it was a long trip. That's the longest I've ever been on a I ship. I was just going to ask, that's the longest you've been on there. Wow. That's correct. It's, it, was, it was a long time. But and and uh, what's interesting, did we ever figure out how much ga- uh, fuel is on that ship? Because you guys don't even, what did you say, every three years you have to fill that thing up? Yeah, it's about three years. It, it's capable of holding enough fuel to circumvent the world. That's how oh, much that's fuel. that's right. You told me that yeah. the other day. It's so crazy. And I've um, got to dig out the fact sheet, and I don't remember all the facts, but it's pretty cool. But back to your question yeah, on what to expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first thing, I want to make sure everybody knows that the park is going to be closed. Unless you have a handicap sticker, you are not going to be able to park in the park. You're going to have to use one of the parking ramps. They're going to handle the parking similar to what they do during the rotary lights. 
Mm-hmm. So if, if get that mindset going, it's going to be like rotary lights. Grab one of the parking ramps. I believe the south ramp by the waterfront is going to be free parking. Yep. So if you could utilize that, we are going to have some golf carts running to try to assist some of those people that have some challenges, may not have a handicap, but, you know, a bum knee or need some help walking, things like that. And you're going to actually line up from the north, come south along the, the ship. This is on the sidewalk. When you get to the bottom, the end of the ship, we're on the new levee now, not the old levee. On that new levee, you're going to double back, walk along the ship, and enter the ship. So we're going to have a little bit of a mouse maze there to have a nice queue so people have a, a place to stand that's safe and hopefully not too hot. It's supposed to be a little warm today. Mm-hmm. And it all it's a self-guided tour. So we'll hand you a brochure. There are people stationed throughout the ship, so you're going to be able to talk to people about different areas. There are a couple of pinch points that we're going to kind of move you on through, but there's areas where you can grab one of the crew members and say, hey, back here I saw this. Can you explain that to me? So please, I welcome you to do that. Yeah, and some of the cool things that they, they would would be able to see, you're going to, like we just did it, you, you can walk right by some of the big guns. I was turning the crank. I don't know if I was supposed to do that. It moves the gun pretty easy. It's kind of crazy. Um, the so up, not upstairs, but the right below that. Can you? I don't know what you call that area where you, you know, give her the throttles, the wheelhouse. Yes, the wheelhouse. Okay. Yeah, you'll be able to walk around and look into the door from the wheelhouse. Oh, you can look in there. Okay. Yeah, we usually have that roped off. Sorry, but... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't roped off. <laughs> yeah, Rick kind of snuck in there. On All right, this, but that's fine. Um, and it's, uh, I believe, fifteen bucks for adults and seven or seven fifty for kids. Fifteen dollars for adults, seven dollars for children six to seventeen. Six to seventeen. Okay, and you just pay right right when you get up to the right thing. on board. We take paper and plastic. <laughs> okay, and then also uh, there's some souvenirs to 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 be had uh, when, once you get in and out of there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the joke we've got is if we don't take your money at admission, we take the rest of it at the gift shop. Well, and <laughs> and and that's okay because you you guys are a nonprofit. This ship. Doesn't run, isn't free to run. It's actually kind of expensive to run, right? Absolutely. We are a 501c3 corporation. This is not anything to do with the government, the U.S. Navy. This is a private vessel owned by a nonprofit and funded through the visitors. That's how we can bring this ship to you is you guys coming out to visit us. Yes, buying a T-shirt even helps. So we really encourage you to come by. And And everything helps. And about 50 of you guys run this thing, right? There's, there, there's roughly 50 of us on board. We've got a few people that joined us in lacrosse to take care of the tours. Sure. But uh, for the most part, it's around 50, and 48. I I, and a lot of you are vets. I don't know if you're all vets. No, we're, well, yes, yes and no. We're about 50 to 75% vets. It, it, the mix varies. Sure. And we've got a variety of civilians that come on board. We've got one guy that's a NASA engineer that works down in the engine room with me. Okay. And we've got you know people that plow snow, uh, welders. We got a little bit of everything. Well, what's funny, too, is you told me uh, when you were on the show last week I, I, in the morning show that the average age was like 78. But you brought in a couple of 18-year-olds, which brought that median down, right? 72, yeah. I think. Maybe yeah, we got some ringers in here now. The average age used to be up in the 70s. But this particular cruise, we've got a young cruise. It's down to 57. Yeah, you bring, bring a couple of 18-year-olds. And, and when we were walking out, you wanted to get us out of there because we had a show to do. But... Uh, we started talking. There was a couple of World War II vets, right, when we walked out today. So those, one of those guys, I believe, was 98 years old, right? That's correct. And one of those individuals you were talking to was part of the crew 
that brought that ship from Greece over to the United States. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Shoot me a text. You got a question for Ken Rupp or my dad who served in the Navy. He was on the uh, CVS-19. Is that CVS? CVA. CV, CVA? Yep. I, I'm, I'm like I'm tripping over myself now. I forget. CVA-19, which was an aircraft carrier. I think it was built in the 40s. Yep, that's correct. And then it decommissioned in 76? That is correct. 1976. So, yeah, a couple, an Air Force guy and a Navy guy, and Rug from Tremplo, uh, he says, I can't wait to visit Gator Navy. That's what he texted in. All right, we'll be back. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Whether you're a seasoned chef or just starting your culinary journey, Cooley Region Cooks is your new podcast resource. Discover new techniques. Hear from local culinary heroes who are mastering the art of the kitchen. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 on WIZM. Stream your favorite cooking tips, local chef interviews, and mouth-watering recipes on the WIZM app. Or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Stay updated and engaged by following us on Facebook. Just search Cooley Region Cooks today. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the text line. If you want to get in here, Ken Rupp is the cruise director of the LST-325. It's a World War II-era naval ship that's come to the lacrosse. It's in Riverside Park right now if you want to check it out. Tours start tomorrow at 9 a.m., run through Monday till 5 p.m. And I, I, I said it kind of right, but uh, $15 uh, for adults, anyone 6 to... 17 is seven dollars and five kids five and under are free so i didn't i didn't say that part so uh and tour starts tomorrow morning nine o'clock ken will get a nap in maybe before that uh he's been running all day today too uh and all right so this this is a landing ship tank i don't know who named it it's a little bit a little bit backwards maybe lst flows from from the tongue because it's like a ship landing tank or a landing a tank landing ship or tank landing ship that's what i wanted to say there but uh, this World War II airship. Can you explain, uh, you know, why we made this and and what it what it was? I guess originally made for Ken. Well, it was originally made for exactly what it's doing. There was a great lesson learned at Dunkirk, and this is going back in history, when the Germans invaded France. The French and the British all accumulated at Dunkirk, and all of a sudden you've got thousands of troops, thousands of pieces of equipment that you'd like to get off of that shore. There's no port. How do you get them off? Now, through a horrendous effort of people, and they actually put out a call out to anybody that's got a boat, let's go get some guys. <laughs> they went over and got those guys off ashore. But Winston Churchill learned a valuable lesson there. We have to be able to put people on ashore and take them off ashore when there is no harbor. So that was the, what started it all. And then he went to this guy that was a submarine designer, and it's Gave him the problem and said, well, we want to be able to get 20 Sherman tanks in this thing. We want to do this, this, and this. But the big thing is the 20 Sherman tanks. The second big thing is we want to be able to put it on a shore without a harbor. So he sat down with a napkin, sketched it out. Next thing you know, he had a landing ship tank. All right. And, yeah, uh, Rug from Trepolo texted in. He said Gator Navy. So this, you want to explain what that that's? Yeah, the Gator Navy is an interesting term, and we've got some T-shirts that way. But what happens with the Gator Navy is these are ships that the bow doors open, 
and ramp drops down. Just like an alligator opened his jaw, that's where the Gator Navy term came from. And the other thing that, that is at Riverside Park in front of the ship or yeah, in front of the ship is the Higgins boat, which if anyone, you know, I don't know if there's a better way to describe this is anyone who's seen Saving Private Ryan when the when they land in the beaches on D-Day, that that's the ship that you see right at the opening scene, I believe, of Saving Private Ryan or the opening scene of the action, yep. right? The Higgins boat. Yes, it's the Higgins about. boat. And that the LST-325 actually brought four Higgins boats hanging when it came back from Greece. Now, we took two of the Davids off to improve the visibility so the captain could see where he's going down the river. But we still have two boats way at one hanging and one in the water, like you said. In fact, we took it out for a little cruise uh, last night. A couple of guys went up the Black River. Oh, so, really? Yes, they had a... Oh, and that thing sounds good. Is, does that... Will you drive that during the day where people would know or could could see that in action because i think that would be a cool thing to see in action as oh well. it, it definitely is and the plan is to get some people onto that uh higgins boat and take them out on the river okay so we're but gonna, we don't have a time like we're gonna do it every day at noon we're no, gonna drive the higgins we, boat we haven't quite got that structured we're not okay. sure what we're gonna run into here in lacrosse because the buzz is just incredible and we're inspecting quite a crowd we're hoping for quite a crowd because we're looking to set a new record actually in attendance if at all possible oh what what is the record uh, right now it's seventeen thousand for a weekend. Oh wow! Okay, well that's yeah, good. Did, did you count today? Because I feel like you could count today. Uh, we put a couple uh, bucks in. So yes, that's, unfortunately that's, we can't count today. No. Uh, Aaron texted in. And he said, "Rick, tell all those that serve thank you for my freedom. My grandpa didn't make it home from World War II, and it's because guys like him and the ones that still serve that we've got to lay our heads down in peace and sleep at night." A big thank you. Um, and, and then uh, somebody else asked this, Ken, we're, we're already looking ahead till Monday night here, or maybe Tuesday. I live in Genoa and was wondering, when, when will they be able to see the ship cruising back down or see the ship in action again? Okay, uh, doing the math here, uh, we well, sh- shut the gate off at 5. Uh, probably the last person out will be like 6, 6.15. Get, you're getting right out of here. So. We're going to pull ramps. So it might be dark out. So it's going to be upwards of probably 6.37 when we... Head on down, and it's about a two-hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. South, yeah. so it'll be a little faster than the three fa- hours. Before. Yeah, we'll be okay. going a little faster. So we're looking probably eight thirty, nine o'clock. Okay. And uh, yeah, so but we're getting ahead of ourselves here anyway. So, um, all right. And and I have my dad in here. Rod Solom is in here. He's a, a Navy veteran as as well. He's a Navy veteran. So he, Dad wanted to see this ship. You you went through it. What'd you think, Dad? Pretty interesting, unbelievable. I was on an aircraft carrier, and we're a little bit bigger than that. Our aircraft carrier was built in uh, uh, during World War II, 1944. It was commissioned in uh, 1970-76. They scrapped it out, and Gillette bought it, and we're probably shaving with it today. Now, you said the aircraft <laughs> I didn't catch that right away. Now, you said the aircraft carrier held a, a – okay, so the Higgins – or not the Higgins boat. The LST-325 Ken Burns, it gets a seven – how do I do this? Seven gallons per mile? It's backwards, the way you got to say it. That's or right. is it 11? Is it 11 or 7? I remember. When you start power generation, it adds a few bar. But we, we quote seven gallons per mile. Okay, seven gallons. Seven gallons per mile. And it's diesel fuel. So I think it's a little bit more expensive. Though my dad said in Alaska, diesel is like a buck 80 right now. So yeah, maybe, you guys, maybe you guys go fill up up there. Just yeah. take her up. That would be your, your longest trip yet. Um, but my the the aircraft carrier that you were on, Dad, was you held a million ga- uh, gallons of fuel. Yeah, we refueled every three days. But you know, it was in Vietnam, so flight ops and of course steaming the ship. So one of the two needed fuel. So plus, 
We always pulled along the oiler, and usually a destroyer took fuel on one side of the oiler, and we took fuel on the other side. So, you know, you know and the Navy had that all perfected way over any other country, probably still today over any other country doing that. Now, it, you were on you were on the aircraft carrier during Vietnam. So where can you can you kind of explain where it was and what what it was doing? Yankee Station Flight Ops. Uh, uh, we had A4 Skyhawks, F4 F8 Crusaders. Uh, we you know, 500,000 pound bombs went over there all the time. Uh, <clears throat> I think we uh, uh, did flight ops 12 hours a day. You know, and uh, sometimes we even did flight ops at at night too, which is quite dangerous on an aircraft carrier because you know, like like landing on a piece of plywood out in the ocean is what it looks like. And uh, a lot of the planes, would, some of the planes would come back shot shot up, and they'd send two guys out there with a container catching the fuel and stuff. The deck on this carrier was teakwood, so, you know, way different than anything is today. And we were the first ones to have steam catapults for uh, a launching aircraft, and that was put on in 1955. So it was in the Korean War, World War II, and Vietnam War, so it had a pretty good reputation and where where was the ship like during during vietnam like where yankee station they what does it. that mean yankee station is off the coast we're probably 12 miles off the coast right and of, then, of vietnam yeah and then we also in the end of vietnam we also participated we took all the jets off and we bought hueys and chinooks on and uh, we evacuated vietnam so we had a lot a lot of vietnamese on board some of them would come out and land on the plane on the deck we'd shove the helicopter over the side some of them were, uh, would land in the water, and before they got into the water, uh, they'd jump off, and we'd go out and pick them up out of the water and bring them in. So we didn't turn anybody down. 608-785-7914. Okay, so that as they're evacuating from Vietnam, they're landing a helicopter on the around the carrier or on the carrier. Whatever they could do, they're just, just getting get them all out. out. They're flying out of Saigon. Uh, last ones that we came out, really about the only helicopters we kept was the CIA and them. I believe those helicopters were playing it red, white, and blue. So I'd be sitting down, and there'd be guys in civilian clothes eating with us Americans, and I assume they were probably the CIA guys, so, you know, they were watching that, or critiquing it, I guess, mm -hmm. or whatever. Now, Ken, uh, this is the kind of talk that you get when you're running tours, right? And you guys, hey, move it along. <laughs> you tell these stories in the Riverside Park. Yeah. Yeah, we do, and we certainly want to hear the stories. Exactly. We love the stories. So what we do when there is a pinch point, <laughs> we avoid those stories, <laughs> and we move them along. So there's many areas along the tour where you can pause, Hang sit down on. on a chair, rest a little bit, look at a display, and that's where we gather those stories. Well, and this is it's great, too, because you – well, my dad had his Navy hat on, and we were waiting for you to come let us on the ship this, uh, this afternoon – and another guy had a Navy hat on, and then those two started talking. You in the Navy, you in the Navy, and then that's that's there there they went. So, but you know, save those stories for Riverside Park. You know, like like so, like let's meet over here by the cannon, and we can tell those stories. Exactly. Um, all right, we got to take another break. Brad, doing the news. We'll be back. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen into my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. I'm Rick Sill. I'm in the studio with me is Ken Rupp, the director of the LST-325 World War II era naval ship that uh, 
is parked out, is docked out in Riverside Park right now. My dad's also in here, Rod Sohm. He's a Naval, Navy veteran, uh, served during Vietnam, was on an aircraft carrier, and I'm getting stage fright. CV, CVA. CVA, 19 attack. So I, don't, I attack think that A, I don't think, when I wrote it down before, I didn't have an A in there, and that's how I remember it. CV-19. Uh, the Hancock. The Hancock. There it is. Uh, we could just say that. He was on the Hancock, guys. Um, and we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that ship, but I just wanted to bring up, Ken, the, the La Crosse Area Heritage Center on Main Street is having um, a World War II exhibit, and they're going to open that tomorrow. But that's going to be through October. Um, so, But anyone that goes down to see the LST-325 in Riverside Park and wants to kind of continue looking at some of that history uh, can go down to Main Street and check that out as well. Um, okay, so it took you guys seven days to get here from Evansville, Indiana. Uh, do you guys have, what do you guys, what is, what do you do on the ship for seven days before, besides like, okay, don't hit anything, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't hit anything. Don't break anything. Yeah. The, but the reception's kind of cool as you go oh. through different, right? Oh, it's awesome. We've had people tracking us since we left Evansville. They've been on bridges, all of the locks and, and the, the pilots and captain of the ship says, we never see anybody at a lock. They're packed. Mm-hmm. There've been people at every one of the locks. And we're talking 60, 70 people. Two o'clock in the morning, we're locking through, and there's spectators here to watch us go through. It's really amazing. And this thing, this LST-325 landing ship tank uh, from World War II, it's got two Higgins boats on it. The, the Higgins boats, the thing that you see at the beginning, Private Ryan bringing the, the troops to the beach. That, that's like kind of like a scary, awful scene. Um, but this thing that... that you you drive up the Ohio, up the Ohio River down. Are you going up the? You're going down the Ohio River, right? We're going downstream to get to the Mississippi. And then, then you turn right, and then up the Mississippi River. Not like you just make sure you don't miss that right turn, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, hard not to do that'd that. be a bad thing. Um, and and this is the uh, like how unique is this? Are there other? Uh, this is like a traveling museum. Uh, is there other traveling naval vessels like this that 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 do what you're doing? To my knowledge, no, and our listeners may be able to correct me on that, but to my knowledge, we're the only operational museum like this type. Yeah. We bring the museum to the folks rather than you having to travel to one of the seacoasts, and there's some great museums out there. I'm, I, I can't downplay those. They're, they're doing some great things, but you got to travel to them. We bring the museum to you, so you don't have to go to Corpus Christi, Texas to see the Lexington. You don't have to go out to New and see the New Hawaii. Jersey, Hawaii. Yes, right. <laughs> it's a great ship out there. But you, you know, but in February it's kind of a good option, though. Yeah. But anyhow, that's that's the uniqueness of our ship. We bring it to you if you're on an inland waterway. We did get a request from Indianapolis to bring the ship there, but that'd be some tough sailing. Yeah, if it's loaded onto a semi or something, right? That's probably impossible. <laughs> I'm guessing that would it be impossible? I don't, they have to take these ships somewhere sometimes to be museums, I would have guessed. Or do they just, eh, we're going to have the museum. The museum's by it. the water. I mean, there is a, we talked about, we'll talk about this tomorrow. There is a War Eagle uh, uh, steamboat under water just north of Riverside Park. You probably know about the War Eagle. So I've heard about it, yeah, yes. So the, and Ken, Ken in studio here is, is from Westby, so he's not, he's not a stranger to the area, even though now uh, his museum, you know, it was parked in Evansville for what, uh, the other 50 weeks of the year, right? You're, you only do one trip like this a year, right? One trip, typically four to five day, weeks. Oh, so it's that wrong. Yeah. Because it oh, right. it we're going to go to Dubuque next. Oh, that's right. And then right. after that, we're going down to Hannibal. So we do a weekend in each of the cities. Then we're going to take around back. Yeah, you do one end of summer cruise, right? That's one end of summer. We try to get away from the heat. Yeah. 
We didn't uh, do too well this time. <laughs> well, did is this your first stop, or did you do? This is our first stop. Okay. We well, we thank get, God you didn't do it last week because. We were on it last but week. But you were on the ship. But yes. hey, you guys, that's fine. But we didn't have to tour it in the heat. It was I mean, how hot does it get under there? The galley. And hats off to the galley crew. It was 115 degrees in the galley. We had 110 in the engine room. We did our four-hour shift, and you have to take the clothes right to the washing machine. Now, I talked to a couple of the pilots. I talked to one of the pilots yesterday. And, okay, so you can correct me. It gets up to 14 knots or 11 knots. 11 is, is flank speed. Yeah, flank speed, which you never do because I think you, you told me a story about this once, right? Somebody jokingly said uh, giver or something like that. What was the yeah, story? Yeah, we were coming out of one of the locks. And said, Let's see what she's got. Give it all she's got. And the helmsmen were just kind of, okay, push the levers forward. Yeah, no I, sarcasm when you're yelling down the tube to the guys it, in the basement. Because exactly. this is how they communicate. It's not a radio or anything. The guys in the in – the, that, that, decide how fast the ship's going to go, aren't driving, they're below you, and you yell down this, like, the, essentially a tube. It's kind of funny. A voice tube, yes. A voice tube, yeah. So, and, and they didn't pick up the sarcasm? <laughs> they didn't pick up the sarcasm. And you heard that in the engine room, and then you got worried, huh? I did not hear it in the engine oh. room, because we don't hear that conversation. Oh, you don't hear that? Part. No, That's all right. of a sudden. The, the engines get louder is all oh, Well, yeah, and they start rattling and shaking. It's like, what is going on? We've never heard that noise before. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of new noises come because uh, you don't you don't put the the pedal to the metal, so to speak, or or, or give her all she's got. Um, but okay, so back to it goes about oh, I forgot now 14, 11, 14 knots is the top speed of that thing. About eleven. Eleven knots, which is about fifteen miles per hour. Mm, about twelve. Twelve miles. Okay. Oh, as you get as you get higher, the knots go up a little exponentially. It's right. Yes. Um, yeah, I never know. Can you guys explain knots? Like, why is it not mile and an eighth? Mile and an eighth. But why is it like that? Just because we can't. Because on the ocean, it's it's a navy thing. <laughs> it's it's got to be. It's like the U.S. not using the metric system or something like that. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the text line. If you guys want to text in, if you got questions about this, um, yeah. What other like what 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 is the big attraction? Okay, first of all, the below deck. There's no tanks, um, but this this thing was designed to like hold tanks. What twenty tanks can Sher- Sherman tanks? Is twenty that- Sherman tanks was the design criteria. And we've got a quick little video down there when you get out of the tank deck. We unfortunately don't have a tank. We're yeah, pushing for a little I was going to say, how hard is it? Okay, first of all, how ridiculously hard was it to get the ship in general? I guess we could talk about that a little bit there. It was in Greece or something, right? Yeah, it was. the ship had two lives, U.S. Navy and the Greek Navy. Okay. And you'll see that on the ship because there's Greek lettering on the ship. Yeah. Like, what's that all about? Right, yeah, that does look strange. So the Greek government will not, and the Greek people will not scrap a ship. They feel a ship has a soul, and they literally park it to, to decay along the shore someplace. Oh, really? So that's, that's their philosophy on it. Well, there's a group of LST sailors that said, hey, there's a couple ships in Greece that are just sitting there. Let's go get one. Yeah. So they went and got this ship, literally. There's what year a, was that, you think? Right around 2000. Okay. And in fact, um, there's But this an, thing was decommissioned? From the U.S. Yeah. Navy? 64. In 64. So, yeah. Oh, and then the Greek the Greeks used it for a while, I would imagine. Yes, it was in the Quite Greek Navy to the early 90s. Okay. In fact, one of the angels, individuals from Lacrosse was on what we call the Gold Crew to go get this ship. Okay. And his family is going to be on the ship All right. on Saturday morning. Okay. His daughter was there this afternoon and just, she had me bawling because it's just, she is so pleased that the ship was able to come to Lacrosse. And the family's going to meet on the ship, and it just gives them some closure. 
and they're so proud of their father for doing that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really quite a moving thing, so it's, it's pretty exciting for us. Yeah, there was a, a kid with a sign out, outside, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yes, the same story? yes, that's okay. the one. When the ship came in yesterday, uh, a little girl was holding a sign, and it was kind of hard to read the sign, and it, uh, one of the news teams got a picture of it uh, with the, a nice camera, and, and that's the story that, that you were telling there. Yeah, so It's, it's just amazing. Uh, yeah, the quinc- it's such a coincidence. So, okay, so it was uh, the Greeks took it, and then some, some guys were like, let's go get this thing? It's kind of, you know, you're sitting around and having a couple beverages and say, <laughs> hey, you know, this would be cool to do. There's nobody that's ever done this. Yeah. So they went and got it. And w- when did you start uh, with the LST team? I started with the LST in 2019. Okay. I joined them on a work week to volunteer on the group. Basically what you do is you become a member, then you sign up for a work week. You come down and work on the ship. You need 80 hours of work until before you get asked for a cruise. Mm-hmm. Then you get asked to go on the cruise, and you go on the cruise, and you start doing this on the summer. We've got guys doing half a cruise, which certainly helps the people that are working. So they only have they don't have to take five weeks off from work. We got people that just come down for work weeks and never cruise. Yeah, but you know it takes volunteers to do this, and we're we're slowly getting the ship restored. We've got one compartment left to get done, and we'll have her in pretty decent shape as far as the rough part. Yeah, I mean. It it doesn't look like that. I mean, I saw I saw like an air conditioning unit that looks like one outside my house. But other than that, uh, uh, the thing you, is pretty. You didn't see the rough part. Okay. We didn't take you there. Um. All right. So the, the, a couple of guys drinking some beers decide to have this uh, the go at it to go and then and like how how difficult was it to to get pull that off? It was horrendous. <laughs> okay. They had to petition the Congress to because typically the Navy will not allow those assets back into the country that was all part of the agreement so they had to get that agreement changed so finally i believe it was under bill clinton that the paperwork and everything went through congress that they could go get this ship Mm -hmm. then once they got the ship they you know the troubles just started there yeah i would imagine the ship probably didn't run very well or something if it was just sitting to to rot exactly a crew of of, uh, around uh, 30 individuals went over there to get it ready to bring back so there's five of those ships there, mm-hmm. and they went from ship to ship to figure out which was the best one to bring back. Yeah. And the Greek government said, well, you can take whatever you want off the other ships. Oh, sure. So they basically cannibalized the other ships to get this one ship to run. Okay. And didn't run well. They got it as far as Gibraltar and broke down. Oh, really? But, uh, and this is a, there's an entire book written by the captain about this process. But what the Coast Guard said to the LST is, you will not sail this under your own power. So they didn't give it a U.S. flag. They would not allow it to fly a U.S. flag. Mm-hmm. The Greek government said the same thing. You cannot fly a Greek flag because we're not going to condone this activity. Mm-hmm. We really want you to tell this. But these guys were a little stubborn. They were World War II vets, a lot of them. Uh-huh. And they said they're going to sail it back under its own power. Okay. So away they went as a pirate flag. Quite honestly, once <laughs> they got out of part, port, they, the captain said, the rule says I cannot fly a American flag. That's one flag. So yeah. he flew two. Two, yeah. <laughs> a whole bunch. He, you know, he crossed a, a few bridges there that shouldn't have been crossed and burnt a few that shouldn't have been burnt, but he got the ship back to Mobile, and the Coast Guard says, when you get there, we're going to arrest you. <laughs> well, there's about 2,000 people on the pier. They decided that was a bad plan. Sure. 
but yes, we now have a much better working relationship with the Coast Guard. We're fully inspected. In fact, the Coast Guard inspectors were there this morning. We get inspected every every time we stop okay. for these attractions. So the Coast Guard went through it. We are going into dry dock this winter. It's part of the Coast Guard requirements. You get up in the con. We've got all the modern equipment that is required to navigate the inland waters. So we are safe. The ship is you know regularly inspected by the crew. We've got all the systems needed. You may not see them, but they're there. All right. So, and and talking to the to the one of the pilots yesterday of the ship, uh, and I spent some time up there just watching him drive it. He's you know he was a, he's a barge pilot or a, a tugboat pilot, uh, you know pushing barges or whatever. And he said, as compared to pushing a bunch of barges, he said this thing drives like a Mercedes. So I don't know, World War II ship, but it drives like a Mercedes. That's got to feel pretty good. <laughs> Well, he's comparing it to a barge. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> pushing a bunch of barges up the yeah, river, but a few stones. Um, it didn't look. Cold. It didn't. I mean, this. I mean, it was just the lever. He's tapping back and forth like a joystick. Exactly. It didn't look very hard to drive. So no, no. Uh, but everyone else is doing work below him, I suppose. Well, the throttles are being controlled in the deck below, but he's got to take care of that rudder. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing up there. He's just tapping it one way or another yeah. to stay in the channel. Yeah, this three hundred twenty-five foot. Or 28-foot-long boat. Do we know how much it weighs? We do. Okay. I'll have to go look at it. You don't know. <laughs> a uh, lot. And and it's unique. My dad was pointing out the, the anchor. Can you just kind of describe, you know, when this when this thing lands on the beach to let the tanks out and the troops out, um, it's unique because it, they, they drop anchor way off the beach. Can you just describe? You're going to do a better job than I am. I don't know why I'm trying. Well, you're doing a good job of it, but about 1,000 yards offshore when they're preparing to beach the vessel, they will do some special ballasting, and they'll drop an anchor. And that anchor will then sit on the bottom of whatever, and the chain or cable actually will reel out as they beach the ship. They'll ballast the ship down so the, the bow is heavy, so it stays in place. They'll unload the ship. Then they'll de-ballast, I guess is the term, or change the ballast on the ship where they empty the ballast tanks instead of filling them. So it rises up. We've also taken off a lot of weight. And then they'll activate the winch in the back and physically pull the ship off. So it's a combination of things. You've got the prop pulling, you've got this cable pulling, and you're adjusting the ballast. So that's how they get it back off ashore. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. All right, Ken Rupp's in studio along with my dad, Rod Solom. Uh, we got to take a break to wrap up. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen in to my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, all right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. We're telling stories in here, so Buster Rhymes is playing of all the songs we'll be playing right now. 608-785-7914 is talking text line. We're just going to wrap up here for a couple minutes with Ken Rupp from the LST-325 World War II era naval vessel. Is that the best way to describe that? That's why I should have asked that maybe at the beginning of the show. But World War II era is, is accurate, right? It was built right around that time. 1942. How many of these things? You know off that off the top of your head? 1,051. 1,051 of these LSTs, and we're down to one that's sailing around, right, or, or cruising around. In war, t- war configuration, yes. There's a few that were converted to some ferry service, and there's actually one in the Philippine Army that they put on a reef to mark their turf um, in, with their border with China. It's oh, really? Of, yes. Oh, that's interesting. It's looking pretty nasty. 
Um, all right. So, the, and I'll just say again, tours start tomorrow, 9 a.m. They go till 5 p.m. So they'll, they'll close the gate at 5. So if, is it like one of them deals if you're in line? If you're on the ship. If you're on the ship. Okay, yep. there you go. If you're on the ship by 5, then you can go through it. They won't kick you out or throw you overboard at that point. We work the line, too, to make sure that, okay, this is, you know, yeah, if, if we'll you get fine. in on behind here, you may not get on. So yep. we, we try to be as kind as we can. And and I guess you just want to do some of the highlights when people go on the tour. You know, what are the, some of the highlights that they can expect to see? Well, certainly the tank deck is an experience in itself. And the kids always love to go to the back of the ship and see the guns. Yeah. And we will be firing them periodically during the day. No schedule. So if all of a sudden you hear on the 1MC, that's the, the PA system, we're going to fire the gun. Cover your ears. Okay. We'll be firing the guns. And will it be the one off the back or one off the front? Yes. We're going to shoot cars off the Blue Bridge, or are we going to shoot boats off the front? Yeah, both. Okay. We've got them both oh, operational. got them both hooked up. Okay. Both operational. So you're just going to have to be careful which one we're shooting at. Yeah. And uh, it holds the that, that tank deck holds about 20 tanks. Um, yes. And and some of the, the other unique things, too, the, the sleeping quarters is really crazy. <laughs> this well, you imagine. troop berthing is an experience. When you, you think about these guys going into troop berthing, and there's stacked four high and yeah, on, on canvas, literally, and their next bed is a foxhole. Yeah, you know that one's kind of sobering. Yeah, you definitely. Know? So it's 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 an experience. The LST three twenty five landing ship tank. That's what the LST stands for. Three twenty five. What is that? Is it number three twenty five? Number three twenty five. It's just that that's simple. A, they didn't name them. They yeah. just numbered them. Yeah, sure. Uh, I guess that's probably all the ships. I never thought about it before. So. Uh, and um, it'll be in Riverside Park. It's it, well, it is in Riverside Park. If you want to go check it out, it's it's a sight to see. Even if you 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 can't or don't want to get on board, somebody asked about wheelchair access. People can get on uh, to the tank deck, so you can roll right into the the gator's mouth, so to speak. Right? That's uh, correct. Ken, um, and check out that first level. Uh, people in wheelchairs won't be able to go up, up any higher than that. Um, and then uh, yeah, kids five and under are free. Six to seventeen, uh, seven bucks, and adults. Uh, Fifteen dollars. So, um, I appreciate you coming in, Ken, and and have have fun for the rest of the weekend. Stay stay cool. I guess is the best thing. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. One more thing. I w- I really want to thank the City of Lacrosse, Park and Rec Department, Explore Lacrosse, the Boy Scouts that are handling parking. I know I'm missing somebody. There's even going to be band at the opening ceremony. The Kapoka. Um, I'm sure I'm murdering the name, but there's going to be forty some people up there in a band for the opening ceremony. Big thank you to the cooperation that we've received from everybody in this city to make this happen. Yeah, a lot of groups had to come together. Uh, you guys, it does. It's not free to run this thing. So you had, and the city isn't paying for it. You guys, uh, but a lot of different groups have come to kind of help fund this thing to bring it to town, huh? Groups and sponsors. Yeah, and you don't have that list on you. I, you I, I'll murder it. I, you know, there's quite a few on there. I don't want to. Is that, is that on the website somewhere? Or it's on not on the page? website. We've got banners on the ship to okay. thank those people. All right, so just take a look because this thing comes to the city, and it's thanks to the all those banners on the on the side of the ship that that helped bring this here. The LST three twenty five tours open tomorrow at nine a.m. All right, that's all the time I got. Thanks, guys. Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, host of the podcast Around River City. I've got an invitation for you to listen into my conversations with the people that make it so cool to live in and around River City. Subscribe at AroundRiverCity.com or anywhere you get your podcasts.